What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And this is the last video we're shooting in this house. We are at episode 75, and we're going to be talking about do games have to be fun to be good? And that's what we'll be talking about today, uh, especially about the game Death Stranding. Uh, As we're recording this, I haven't even touched Death Stranding. Uh, we're recording this early before the e- game even comes out officially, but yeah, there's a lot of talk of do games need to be good to be fun or fun to be good. Mm. Liz, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm in the manic stages of packing. I'm at a point where I'm just throwing things that don't go together in boxes. Yeah, and I still have some little things left to pack and I'm just in that part of where I'm just terrified I'm going to forget to pack something or we're going to forget something small and oh right I know we do a dummy check before we leave but I'm still terrified I'm going to forget something oh yeah no totally and uh yeah it's the last minute part of the packing yeah we have to go get the truck today yes we had to get runner's insurance this morning (laughs) I have to fight with Comcast (laughs) yeah because Comcast is being a butt like what Comcast <laughs> does. And we're trying to get the internet in our house. And they say, oh, well, we'll get a technician in. They said that I can't install it myself, which I know how to. They're like, oh, well, you know, we need the service and uh, we'll be there uh, a week from today. I'm like, hey, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, they're like, if your location hasn't had Comcast in the past year yeah. or something, then they have to have a technician do it. I'm like, what's the difference? And it's, I was going to say that, you know, I'm a content creator. Uh, but at this point, as we're recording, we have 41 subscribers on YouTube. If we had 41,000, I would be like, hey, I'm a content creator. Yeah. Give, give, give. Even if I had 4,100, but all of you matter. You all matter. You're just, just not, not enough of you yeah. to bribe someone. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and figure that out because otherwise we won't have internet for over a week. Yeah. And um, I'll go crazy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so hopefully we'll get that situated so that we can give you more content to come. Uh, but that's really fun. It's fun to move. I hate moving, but it's fun. I hate everything about me. But let's just uh, go and um, announce everything like on social media because we got to get this show started because we got things to do. Yeah, do, 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 do. yeah I'm stressed. Da, 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 da. Anyway, Anyways, we're on social media. We are on Twitter at Gaming Groceries, but where you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually and be friends with us there. And, you know, give us some encouragement because by the time you listen to this, uh, we've moved into our house. And uh, it's it's a nice actually, I'll be starting my job as you're listening to this. So please add me on Twitter and give me some encouragement. I love you. I have a job interview on Monday. You do. I didn't tell you about it, though. Oh. We'll talk about that off camera. Uh, you can also, I just remembered. Uh, we're also on Instagram, Games of Groceries, all one word. And uh, you can follow us there uh, to, to learn about uh, midweek speak as well as some gaming memes. Uh, this week, so as you're listening, it's on Wednesday. I'm giving a special midweek speak. It's not going to be you in a discussion, but I'm going to be talking about uh, why I left youth ministry. So... It's not really a gaming video, but it's a video that I think is isn't enough on YouTube. So I would yeah. like to just chime in my thoughts. Nothing bad about the church and just saying why I yeah. personally. Yeah. Why we've chosen to step away. Right. 
And finally, you can listen to our, our check out our website, uh, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the podcasts uh, from the website as well. Let's find out uh, where you can find the audio versions of the webs- uh, the, of the podcast. It's a lot. This has been a long week. So let me just say my last thing, and then we'll get started. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the notification bell so that you know when all of the podcasts come out, as well as Midweek Speaks, uh, the Let's Plays, podcast highlights. Uh, we got a lot to offer you guys, so definitely consider hitting that subscribe button as well as the notification bell. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you can leave us reviews, definitely uh, consider leaving us an honest star review and an honest review so that we can uh, read your feedback and maybe read it on the show if you would like in this voice in a vocal fry. <laughs> Anyways, but let's get the show started with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we saw in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, and we like to recommend it, or we don't recommend it. But, Liz, oh, wait, hold on. Do I hear Santa Slay? <gasps> Do I hear Reindeer? That's right. It's Christmas season. Woo! Hopefully, in Liz, this house at least it is. Yeah, hopefully Liz puts in some jingle bells in the in the editing if she remembers. I can only do it in the video. Oh, so I guess everyone listening to the audio will have to slide on over to YouTube. Jingle bells. Jing- Anyways, so <laughs> from here on out, up up until Christmas season is over, all of our movie minutes. Uh, and as you know, if we have guests on, we don't have movie minutes. But every time we do movie minutes, we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. And instead of rating it one to ten, as in a movie scale, we're going to get ra- uh, rated one to ten jingles, meaning that. 10, it puts us right in the Christmas spirit, makes me, it's once Christmas, I need Christmas now, and one being, wait, this isn't a Christmas movie, this is John Wick. Yeah. So, uh, but let's talk about it, because the very first movie we're going to be talking about is The Grinch from 2018, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, It's been on Netflix, but Mm -hmm. we were browsing, and then we had this idea for Christmas movies. So, opening thoughts, what do you think of The Grinch, Grinch 2018? It was definitely cute. Yeah. It was it was a good story. It was it, it felt like it was a very good balance between the Jim Carrey and the original animation. I agree. Um because it gave, you know, it, it had that Dr. Seuss element, but it had the backstory element like Jim Carrey's did. And then it was also family appropriate. Yeah. Jim a- Carrey's is not. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with that. And because, you know, the Grinch has failings. Yeah. But like the interesting part is that it was an illumination, and you say that it's it's uh, children friendly. And I was actually looking for bathroom jokes in the movie, mm-hmm. like as in fart jokes yeah. here and there, pee jokes, like because th- they're famous for that. Like all these fart jokes, I didn't encounter one single bathroom joke in the entire movie. I might have missed it because I did check my phone a couple times, but I was like, okay, yeah. this is, they focused on. The Grinch. They focus on making a good story. Yeah. So let's talk about this. In my first note, um, after we've had the book and two movies, I was like, why do we need a third one? And as I'm watching this, it didn't have this full exposition of who the Grinch is because we know who he is. Because the Grinch, the original uh, 30-minute movie, it's just it's always playing. We know about the Grinch movie. We know the basis of the Grinch. Exactly. And so it didn't have the full exposition. It had its, you know, read-throughs. It had its um it had a new story for Grinch of his backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, the movie just allowed the Grinch to just be 
the Grinch. Yeah, and like he wasn't even had that... a crazy amount of backstory. All they did was say, "This is why he's not so keen on Christmas." Exactly, and I appreciated that because it it, it knew what it was. It was just a another Grinch movie. Yeah, it knew going in. We're just another Grinch movie, and that's just that. So let's just let the Grinch things happen, right? Yeah. Um, what What do you think about that? That it didn't need that full exposition. Did we need another Grinch movie? I don't think we needed another Grinch movie, and it took us mm-hmm. a year to watch it because Which I is was like, why? Kind, well, it took me a year to watch it because I was kind of against it being made in general because I was like, this is ridiculous, right? Like, why do we need this? We have a gr- an animated Grinch movie. Mm-hmm. It's only 30 minutes, but we have it. Um, I'm very particular about my Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, which is why you're excited for this whole I Christmas know. movie, movie um, minutes. But yeah, so I don't think it was necessary, but it was cute. And I think it is something for younger kids to watch at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is longer because a lot of the Christmas movies that we have are only 30 minute shorts. Right. And this is an hour and a half. When we were younger, but um, so this is a full movie that kids can watch at Christmas outside of Elf and the Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Now, my second note in here is that yes, there's been a lot of Grinch movies. Did we really need one? But I think this Grinch movie was different enough Mm -hmm. where it serves a new purpose. Yeah, and the movie is ridiculous. It's really ridiculous in its humor. Uh, but in a good way. Mm. I I laughed a good amount you of times, did, and I was surprised. I I enjoyed it. I was also drinking whiskey, but I enjoyed <laughs> yeah, it. Um, but yeah, like my my cousin's over right now, and you know she's a bad influence in my life. Oh yeah, I'm just kidding. Love you, Tara. But <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was brighter. The color palette was yes, much brighter very than bright. from Jim Carrey's or even the original. So the color palette yeah. was very much brighter. It was a lot more Christmas themed. Yeah. It was an a powerhouse of Christmas theme. Yeah. And it was a lot more fast paced in the humor. Like this happens, this happens, this mm-hmm. happens, this happens. There wasn't really a There was time. never a dull moment. Right. It just happened. Go, 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 go. Which I mean um, I think is necessary for a children's movie. Mm-hmm. And there were new characters. There was a couple new characters in this. Mm-hmm. So and they fit in well. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil what the new characters are because part of the journey is learning about these new characters. Yeah. But there's new characters in this uh, particular Grinch movie. And I think it was different enough where it's just like, okay, okay, I see where you're going with this. It's not the best Grinch movie. That goes to Jim Carrey, in my opinion. Oops. The original. The original. Um, It wasn't the best, but it served a new purpose. It was different. It wasn't the same old story. It was, look, it was a Grinch movie. But it had something new to offer. Yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It's a good addition to the collection of Grinch movies. Exactly. Uh, and my final note is that it was a bit too modern. And you and you said this. Yeah. Because when we were thinking about what we were rating it, I said that it gets me in the Christmas spirit because, of course, it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was a little too modern for my taste. Right. Um, just because when I think of the Grinch, I think of the original animation. Because my mom, whenever the Grinch came on, the second Christmas season hit, and they had that up on, I think it's on CBS. Yeah. Um, but the very first time it's on, my mom's like, oh, Grinch is on. And we sat and watched the Grinch pretty much mm-hmm. any time it was on TV. So that's a very nostalgic movie for me. So that 
I had to compare it. And so it wasn't as Christmassy because I think it was a little too modern for me. Yeah, for and an that's animation. And that's the thing. That was my issue with it is that the Grinch movies were Whoville style Christmases. Mm-hmm. It was very like ridiculous, bouncy, um, mm-hmm. wacky. Like it was very an imaginative Christmas. Whereas this one was a very modern, grounded Christmas. Yeah. It was a lot of Christmas. It was a lot of Christmas, but again, like we said, it was a, it was modern. Oh, you can see our dog in the frame. He's wearing, he's wearing his little dragon sweater. He's he's chilly. Anyways, um, but that's the thing. It was our kind of Christmas, like our human Christmas. Yeah. Not human. Our um, hu- uh, Whoville. Hey, buddy. He's back down. But. And it just leaves us wanting the original because the reason why I love the Grinch movie is because of that wacky Whoville centric Christmas style. But this was a very modern with lights and. And they almost made the Grinch too nice. They did. Like it was a very safe Grinch. Yeah. Like even in Jim Carrey's, which I love Jim Carrey's Grinch. Yes. I watch it every year. Mm -hmm. Um. And Cindy Lou Who wasn't a big uh, part of this movie. No, I mean, she played a part, but she wasn't... She wasn't like in Jim Carrey's. Again, it was a mesh of the original right. and Jim Carrey's, where she felt for the Grinch in a way and invited him. Yeah. Um, I agree. But it was, it, was a, it was a good mesh. Like, if you watch it, you're like, wow, they literally just took the two and made it one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... They they made the Grinch a little too nice. He was more of just a grumpy person than a Grinch. Like the yeah. Grinch in the in the original and Jim Carrey's were mean and angry and just torturous. Right. Whereas he was just he just didn't like people. Mm-hmm. Like and so yeah. So out of ten jingles, what would you give this movie? Like how you actually wrote jingles. Yeah. Um, I gave it seven. It was Christmassy and it was fun and cute, but it's not a movie that I would feel the need to watch at Christmas. And seven's pretty high. Like seven's, yeah. seven is giving it some credit. Yeah. Yeah. But this is also meaning like this was also, I was already in the Christmas spirit. So it just kind of like notched it up a little. A little bit. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I gave it six out of 10 jingles where. Still a lot for you. It is. It was very Christmassy. It was very much a light show. And it made me look forward to like seeing lights and seeing brighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I like about Christmas time because it's darker out. It's disgusting, but at least it's pretty lights. Yeah. Like you can drive around, see all the lights on everyone's houses. Yeah. Yay. And so I I, I gave it above average mm-hmm. jingles. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was just a good enough Christmas movie. It's on Netflix, so you're not really losing out much if you have Netflix already. Yeah. Um, and I think it was fine. It was an hour and a half. Yeah. It, it didn't was not ha- a waste of time. It's Yeah, it's definitely not a waste of time. It definitely gives you a Christmas movie. And the reason why I have one minute left, um, the reason why I'm rating it jingles instead of like rating it like a movie is because I think Christmas movies. There's a lot of leeway. Yeah. Because if you watch Christmas movies, they're all corny. You're not getting around that. And that's the thing. Is that like, I don't think it's fair to rate a Christmas movie as a movie because it's supposed to just get you in the Christmas spirit. Like, yeah. it's supposed to just like make you like, oh, this is nice. Or or just have it on in the background. It's not really meant to be a full-fledged movie um, or film or anything like that. It's just to get us in the Christmas spirit. And that's why we're writing it from here on out to be jingles instead of. Uh, one to ten uh, as a film. 
Yeah. So, uh, but again, that was The Grinch 2018. Uh, it's on Netflix. If you if you care to see it, I don't think it's a waste of time. And if you have kids, it's a good movie to watch with your kids. And you'll be able to stand it to watch it a thousand times during the season. I definitely agree with that. All right. So I think that brings us to our next segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week. And we like to condense it to three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the gaming industry. And shocker, um, the, the first two news stories that we're going to bring up aren't really gaming news stories but it's in a realm it's in a realm but the first one is kind of like a follow-up to last week's gaming news which was about geo media and kotaku uh being under fire because they put out a note saying a note to our readers and articles and uh shockingly enough deadspin which is actually a sports um it's it's a sports article writer oh i already have the articles up go me Speaking of Go, G-O, uh, the editorial director behind G-O Media, which owns Kotaku and Gizmodo, uh, the editorial director, Paul Maidment, uh, resigns after Deadspin's uh, massive resignation. So the story goes that Deadspin's response, um, Deadspin saw what G-O Media said, like, listen, you only write about sports. That's it. Like you have no other job except to write sports. But the whole article about a note to our readers, which all of the geo media outlets wrote about, was about intrusive ads saying that to the readers. This isn't fair, right? This isn't fair to our readers. It's intrusive. It's autoplay. It's auto volume. It's intrusive. It gets in your face. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when geo media said, listen, uh, you focus on sports. That's it. So a bunch of uh, Deadspin uh, writers left. They resigned. Uh, as well as, you know, there was a lot of uh, firings over at Kotaku and Gizmodo. And so out of all this, out of all these responses and after all the me- uh, media outlets and uh, emails and 1,300 emails went to Geo Media, uh, the editorial director resigned. Who had this to say? Uh, This is from Paul Maidman. It is the right moment for me to leave and to pursue an entrepreneurial opportunity, Maidman said in a memo sent to the company's staff Tuesday. I admire the journalism that you produce and the unique voice that is otherwise missing from the mainstream media. It has been uh, it has been a great honor and I wish you all the best. And I'm certain that the sites will grow and thrive in the future future cool so gizmodo and kotaku were heavily affected by this but the journalists did not back down and you know geo media paid the price so there's not much more to say but uh liz what are your thoughts about this um because ads are a thing yeah but like they were fighting against intrusive ads yeah i mean i and i think you know we discussed this in the last one where it's 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 too much it's not right Right. Because, I mean, we dealt with that stuff a lot back closer, like 2012, 2013. Right. In earlier than that, where things would just pop up and start talking. And it's like, where is that sound coming from? Yeah. And um, even now, when I go on a website and if I can't scroll through it without an ad popping up, I mm-hmm. leave. I'm like, forget it. It's not worth reading. Yeah, no. So exactly. I think it's driving like mm-hmm. readers away. 
I think so. You know, so why would like I just don't think it's a good from a marketing standpoint. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, it's very confusing why they did that. I mean, it's not confusing. It's going against them and they love ads. They love that ad revenue. Yeah. But yeah, very interesting. It's a follow up, but it's not really gaming news. So let's move forward to kind of a gaming news. It's in a realm. Hideo Kojima, eh, you know, gamer. Uh, <laughs> Hideo Kojima has revealed that Kojima Productions will be making films in the near future. So that's pretty interesting. So this is coming from uh, BBC Newsbeat, right? And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, Kojima Productions' first game, uh, Death Stranding, and I believe this is the, yeah, this is the very first game out of Kojima Productions. Uh, Death Stranding is filled with Hollywood actors, as well as a lot of cutscenes, a lot of cinematics. It's supposed to be a very long movie-like experience. And speaking with, speaking with uh, NBC News, or BBC Newsbeat, uh, he says this. Uh, Talking to BBC Newsbeat as a part of a documentary about Death Stranding, Kojima said this. In the future, Kojima Productions will start making films. If you can do one thing well, you can do everything well. Let me talk about that quote real quick. Um, I disagree. I um, respectfully disagree. If you can do one thing well, you can do everything well. I get the sentiment, but that's not true. Yeah, I mean, if you... Just because you play soccer well doesn't mean you can draw well. Yeah. And that's kind of where that... And I get what he means. Like, and it seems by the way Death Stranding is coming out, mm-hmm. like the way people are talking about it, it seems like, yeah, he could probably do pretty well with, with movies. Because it seems like that's more where his heart lies, is telling a story. Right. Um, but I think his quote is a little wrong. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you can do one thing well, I mean it, oh, hi. My dog is up. Hello, how you doing? Um Okay. Hi. Where, where are you going, buddy? Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I agree with the sentiment and I see where he's coming from. If like, if you have the, de- if you have the determination to do one thing well, then you have the determination to do all things well. I mean, we've seen that throughout, throughout history that that's not true, but, uh, that's, that's for up to you to decide. Write in the comments down below. If you're on YouTube, uh, do you agree with, uh, Hideo Kojima's quote here that if you can do one thing well, you can do all things well. Uh, write it in comments. I would love to hear your feedback there. But I don't. I don't necessarily agree. But like what you said, I think Kojima has a mind for screenwriting. Yeah, and he's got connections to Hollywood. That this could be a great match for him. Yeah, I, I think it's something that he'll be able to do well. I think so. Um, yeah. So that's kind of gaming news. But now let's go into. An actual gaming news. Woohoo! So we're recording this pretty early, so mm-hmm. hopefully nothing big breaks out in it the weekend. Will. It probably will. But we'll miss it because we'll be pa- unpacking. <laughs> yeah, like as you're listening to this, I am starting a new job. Like yeah. so, and we are in a new place, starting a new job. So uh, and I'll be decorating for Christmas. And you'll be decorating for Christmas. So uh, say hi to us, please. We need the <laughs> feedback. We need the support. <laughs> So let's jump into our number one gaming news, and that is China has set new regulations for gaming curfews for minors. Now, this is okay. This is kind of interesting in terms of a government 
standpoint. So let me read this quote right here from the article from BBC. Um, So this is the new regulation from China, which reads this. Gamers under 18 will be banned from playing online between the hours of, okay, for those who don't know military time, 10 o'clock p.m. to 8 a.m., right? They will also be restricted. And this is the interesting part. They will also be restricted to 90 minutes of gaming on weekdays and three hours on weekends and holidays. So, okay, before we talk about this, there's also some more regulations. And let me read them. They're all my notes. Um, Time regulations, 90 minutes, but also spending limits, right? So when we talk about spending limits, even on microtransactions or anything like that, you'll have a an account as a miner and you will have a certain amount of money to spend per month. So if you're between the ages of eight, excuse me, eight and 16, you're only allowed to spend $29 per month. And if you're ages 16 to 18, man, whew, uh, yeah. yeah, you have $60 per month. Now, past the age of 18, you're an adult. Go yeah. sp- spend your money away. But, okay, let's talk about this. Um, about the time limits, about the spending limits, the uh, whole thing in China. What are your thoughts openly? I think that the time restrictions mm-hmm. like the 10 p.m to 8 a.m yeah and even the spending ones are good because there are so many kids who are just stealing their parents credit card and putting it in yeah and so that at least helps the parents a little bit but as far as the 90 minutes and then the three hours on weekends and holidays mm-hmm. i think that's too much i mean i even think when parents say all right you get three hours of screen time a day yeah that's a little much for me I don't think that stuff matters quite as much. I think that's more of the household's need. Right. But as far as the government helping out regulate this stuff, mm-hmm. I think that's okay. 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. to 10. 8 a.m., I think it's perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like 10 p.m. is late enough. I went to bed yeah. at 10 p.m. in high school. And I think the 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 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. rule, I don't have the biggest problem about. No. And I it don't. it keeps them off any like handheld devices in school yeah because they're oh no they are allowed no they are allowed yeah they're in allowed. school never hours mind. they are never mind um it's just the time limits during the day 90 minutes yeah that's 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 crazy i feel like that's more up to the parents yeah and it's not about and, th- and this is the issue that comes into play is that it should be the parentals uh, it should be the parents' control, not the government's control. Yeah, I feel like maybe the government should regulate that, like, any systems that are sold in China need to have something for parents to sign on and make restrictions. Yeah. You know, something so that it's still regulated by China saying, like, parents need to have restrictions on them. Yeah. Or that so parents can put restrictions, but I think it should be up to the parents to put those restrictions in. And that's the problem I, I see with this is that... It gives the government power where it should be the parents' power. And that's just weird to me. Like yeah. I, I don't like I don't I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Um our dog went away. He went upstairs. He thinks that the door is open, but he's trapped down here. <laughs> he hears my cousin walking upstairs, so um but yeah, there's there's a lot to take away from this, but in our opinion, I, I, in our opinion, I think mm-hmm. we think 
it should be the parents' job to put on the spending limit. It should be yeah. the parents' job for the time restriction. It should not be the government's problem. And I think the government only is stepping into play because they are the second largest video game yeah. like country yeah. in the world. Like there's a lot of video game uh, quote unquote addiction. We have an episode about that. Um episode four. So way back when. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, way, way <laughs> back to when. Um but yeah, it's uh it's interesting in terms of government. But I think it really comes down to what the parents want and not what the government yeah. wants. Yeah. Um, but I understand why China, like the, the country of China is doing it. Yeah. But it's still just like, do they have that place? Yeah. So if you're watching this on YouTube, that's another thing you can write in the comments down below. What are your thoughts about this whole China thing? Um, do they have rights to take away gaming time? Um can you write down God bless America because we have the freedom to destroy our lives the way we wanted to? <laughs> um, God bless America. Go Green Party. But man, I told that I told everybody we're not political. And uh, yet you say Green Party in almost every video. Go green. Save the trees. Anyways, so I think that that wraps up our thoughts on that. But um, because we want to get into our discussion here yeah, because it's do. actually a pretty interesting discussion here. So, because we're so interesting. We're so we're interesting. super interesting. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, write, write your thoughts on these news pieces in the comments down below. Uh, or if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, tweet at us or email us. Uh, you can email me, contact at gamesandgroceries.com. You can uh, put in your hate mail there. So, looking forward to reading that. But with all that said and done, let's just jump into it to our final segment. Every single week here on the Games and Groceries channel, we like to have a, a little coffee table discussion, whether it be about uh, female gamers or uh, game preservation, or we had a discussion with Limited Run Games about some... Oh, no! But it was about physical games. What did we talk about? I had... Okay, so the problem with the Limited Run, I gave them three different discussions, and in my head, it does... You can ask me a different day. I'll think it's one of those three <laughs> different discussions, so... Uh, making a career from your passion. Go, Adam. Good job. Remasters and remakes. Uh, but yeah, we have all these different discussions. And that's where we get into this part. Talkie time. I'm sorry, Limited Run Games. I still love you. You were a really good conversation. You were a really good guest. So actually brings me to a, to one point. Uh, we know that you love the podcast when we have guests on. Uh, however, in this time with the whole moving situation, uh, we were able to get uh, Eon Games and uh, some other guests like Lemon Run Games and all that. Uh, but it's kind of stressful to coordinate and move at the same time. And now we'll have uh, different jobs. But we are working on getting you more guests for the podcast. I want to make a promise to say that we'll have at least one guest per month. One guest per month uh, on the podcast if we can do that. So, But I see the analytics and I see you guys love the discussions. But we have people on here. And I do have some guests already booked, mm -hmm. uh, a special guest booked in December. So I'm excited about uh, about this person's guest appearance. But let's just uh, do uh, with us two, no guests, even Floki's gone. Yeah. But this is uh, actually about do games need to be fun to be good? And, and this is a discussion that uh, stems from or, sh you know, strands from oh, Death Stranding. Because a, a lot of these uh, rating and, and reviews about Death Stranding is that it's magnificently boring. 
and saying that it's not a lot of fun, but it's still a good game. And that's where this discussion kind of comes from, is that does a game have to be good? I mean, does this game have to be fun to be good? Now, first thing, let's define what's fun in a game. What is, when we talk about fun in a game, what are we talking about? So, Liz, what are your thoughts? Um, That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, As far as, like, fun in a game, yeah. we talked about this beforehand, that it, it all depends on who you are mm-hmm. and what fun what's fun to you in general not even just in a game for me fun in a game is when i can do a little bit of hard work like a little Mm -hmm. bit of like combat or things like that but where it's not so hard that i'm like forget it i don't even want to try yeah so a little bit of you know easier combat with a good story yeah where i can i like when i get to choose the end like not choose the ending but where my decisions count yeah, and that's just it, is that like it's something that's um it, there's a gameplay involved, there's a an engaging story. Mm-hmm. Um but I think when we talk about fun in a game, it really comes down to the gameplay. Yeah. Like the mechanics in the game and um how you can move around the world, how to explore yeah. the world. I think it really comes down to what can you do inter like how can you interact with the world? Yeah. And I think that's what we talk about, like fun in a game. And there, there it is. Like, I, I think it really boils down to that. Like, mm-hmm. can you decide the fate yeah. of your story? Can you interact with it? What is the gameplay? Yeah. Can you craft weapons? Right. It comes down to what is my interaction? What is I, my part? I would like to point out, I feel zero need to craft weapons. I'd much rather just pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, make me craft them. Well, actually, let's let's jump into my next note here because, uh, you know, we're kind of towing the line. But let's really talk about my next note here is that you, you pointed out that it really depends who you are mm-hmm. of what fun is in a game. We are two. You're like almost hitting me in the face when you do that. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, we are uh, a married couple. However, opposites do attract. Oh, yeah. I'm a walking definition. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about really quick because it depends what kind of fun you are. You know, what do you define as fun? Because I think fun, the word fun is completely subjective. So we're going to do something fun. (laughs) I didn't mean to say that. Uh, We're going to do something a little bit. I'd like to point out in the background, I hear our dog sitting at the top of the steps crying. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just text Tara and uh, oh. I shouted out her name. You know my cousin's name. No. I think you uh, said it last time she was here. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> while I'm texting her, what is our ideal birthday? Yeah. What's our ideal birthday? You can go first. So Adam made me, because one day we were talking and I said to Adam, like, I know what Adam's ideal birthday would be. But, and then he asked me, he's like, well, what's yours? I'm like, I have no idea. So I was thinking about it and I said, I would really love to go on like, a weekend or a couple day getaway with my best friend and just go somewhere like cozy, but near maybe near a beach or something like that and just hang out, go explore, shop, eat right all the good food. Um, and just, just a place that we can like go explore, like a, a small town, like near a beach or something. And just go explore and discover stuff pretty much anywhere. I would go and explore anywhere with my best friend. Yeah. I love her. Hi, Lane. 
<laughs> Not that she's listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, your your ideal birthday is like, you know, in a small group, like one to two people out exploring and eating and experiencing. Mostly eating. Mostly eating. <laughs> On a beach. That's all I need in life. My ideal birthday, my dream birthday, and everybody keeps asking like, Adam, what do you want to do for your birthday? Here's what I want to do for my birthday. Every single birthday. I would like 10 to 12 hours alone, completely alone, like nobody's there. And there are one to two pizza pies and a six pack and an Xbox. That's it. That's all I want to do for 10 to 12 hours, even just six hours, just without even the dog in the house, complete isolation, phone off and just exploring my backlog. And just going with it and just eating pizza all day. That is my ideal birthday. And like, Adam, that's so sad. I'm like, one, I'm an only child. So he he misses being alone. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I'm an only child. um, And I just enjoy video games so much. I love to be immersed. I don't like distractions. I love to just be involved in video games. And um, that would be my ideal birthday. Now, I know, like, you might be saying, like, oh, Adam, when you have kids, that's impossible. I know it's impossible. Well, yeah, yeah. I can take them. I I will take them away. Um, But that's the thing. He said, like, this is my ideal birthday. Complete isolation, you know, and just interacting with video games just for one whole day. No cell phone, no interaction, just pizza and a controller and some wet naps because pizza grease will get on the controller. Yeah. But, and I think it's funny because I remember when I said that's your ideal birthday. You're like, well, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty like, good. He didn't even know that was his ideal birthday till I told him, like, this would be your ideal birthday. Don't worry. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, we have two different definitions of fun. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that fun is subjective, you know, that goes into a couple of my other points. But first, let's go into this. But here's the thing is that everybody's definition of fun is going to be different. And it's fine. You know, um, does a game need to be fun? And you have to ask the question, what do you mean by fun? What is your definition of fun? In Death Stranding, it might not be fun for me, but it could be fun for somebody who loves to be an Amazon delivery driver. But that's the thing. It doesn't matter. When you talk about is a game fun, it's completely subjective. Yeah. Now, let's think about this. When it comes down to the gameplay of a game, right, if that's like the interaction into a game... Mm -hmm. I think that a game without any gameplay whatsoever, you don't interact, you don't have a controller, and you put in the game into your Xbox or your PlayStation, your PC, your Nintendo Switch, whatever, um, and there's no interaction, not even a walking simulator, that's the only way it's not fun. Because you basically... That's a movie. Yeah, you basically bought a $60 Blu-ray. Yeah. And that's the thing, is that like if there's absolutely no gameplay what would that game be would it even be a video game how can you have fun with a video game when you don't even interact with it you can't that's a movie yeah like that's what i'm saying like there a video game is that you're interacting in some way shape or form if you're not interacting with it it's not a it's not a game it's a movie and that's just like my point is that like if we're talking about what is fun in a game and we talk about the interaction with the game. The only way that a game is absolutely not fun at all yeah. is if it has zero gameplay. Yeah. 
And a lot of people argue like the walking simulator, much like um, I'm losing it, but Gone Home is an, a walking simulator or Tacoma, like those games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the really good one. I mean, both Gone Home and Tacoma are really good. But anyways, but like walking simulators, like, oh, there's no gameplay. There is. You're interacting. You're, you are interacting with the game. Yeah. There is a game within a walking simulator, but that's just it. Is that, well, now, well, I was going to say, like, even with Let's Plays on YouTube channels, like, you're not interacting, but you're still having fun, but you're having fun from somebody else's interaction. Yeah, you're you're not playing the game when you're watching a Let's Play. You're right. experiencing the game. Yeah. But it's almost like watching a movie in parts yeah. when you're watching a Let's Play. You're not playing the game, but you've seen right. it. But that's the thing is that like if the only way you can experience a game is by just sitting down and watching it, that's not a game. Yeah. And that's it. Like you're choosing to watch a Let's Play. You're choosing to watch it. You're choosing to experience a game this way. Yeah. That's your choice. But if your only choice was to not interact with the world, I think that's the only way a game isn't fun. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why – Um there needs to be gameplay involved for it to be fun. And if it doesn't, that's the only way you can say that a game isn't fun. Yeah. And, and this is a little side notes because it didn't fit in anywhere else. My notes, uh, the whole, it's fun with friends argument. I can't stand because every game is fun with friends. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think every single game, if it has friends, it becomes more fun. Uh, much like Fallout 76, a lot of people were saying like, oh, it's it's fun with friends. It's dull, though. It, it was dull. But it, there was gameplay in it. There was gameplay mm-hmm. in it. So you could have a good time. And there's a lot of people who have good times with Fallout 76. I'm not trying to knock you. But the whole like it's only fun with friends. It's kind of like that's kind of um, it's a it's a short argument. But uh, so let me ask you this. If a game isn't fun fun let's say it does have gameplay okay it does have gameplay you do interact with the world and it's still not let's just argument's sake it's not fun Mm -hmm. a lot of people like will say that death stranding is boring it's not fun but if a game isn't fun can it still leave an impact on you and still leave an impression for your life yeah because even though you don't think it's fun that doesn't mean the story is bad Mm-hmm. Just means the game is boring, but the story can still be good, and you can still get something from what the story's trying to tell you. Like if there's yeah. a moral behind it, you can still get the moral as long as you're not taking the bore, like the boredom of the game, out on the game. Because there are times where you're saying, "Oh, this game is so boring; it's not fun," and you're just like, "Yeah, ugh," toward the whole game, and you're not paying attention to the story. Right? Then yeah, you might not get anything out of it. But I still think if you're paying attention to the story separate from the gameplay, mm-hmm. you'll st- you can still get something from that. Yeah, and I completely agree. And that's that's sounding like what the reviews say of Death Stranding mm-hmm. is that the game the the story of it makes sense, and the ending of it leaves you with an impact. But a lot of people saying are the game is boring, but people aren't taking the boring aspect and saying. Excuse me, it's a bad game. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times a movie can be boring, but the story is impactful. Yeah. You know? And that's and that's just it. Is that like 
I don't like when people say that like it needs to be fun, right? It, a game needs to be fun. And I think people forget that a game can also be aiming to be impactful, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I'll argue this. And a lot of our uh, subscribers and listeners are big Life is Strange fans. So please don't leave me here. Life is Strange can be boring at times. Very boring. Mm-hmm. And there can be very dry parts of the game. Uh, I'm talking to you, Bottle Collection in Episode 2 of Life is Strange Season 1. Uh, I'm talking to you, all of Season 2. Uh, but no, Episode 3 was pretty good. But mm. Episode 2 was really dry of Season yeah. 2. But like even for me, like I love I love Life is Strange. But yeah. going back to like what we find to be fun and stuff, in real life, I I don't like talking. I don't like you small don't like talk. dialogue systems. I yeah. So when we're in Life is Strange and we're on a conversation forever, or even in any game that I play, if there's a long mm-hmm. conversation, I'm just like, all right, are we done yet? Like, yeah, I don't want to be talking right now. I want to go play the game. I want to go explore. I want to go do things, and that's. I mean, how I am in real life. It's not that I don't like conversation. It's that I don't like small talk. That's actually interesting that you say that because I'm definitely a small talker. And I'm definitely like, a, like I love having conversations. Yeah. And in Outer Worlds, uh, and uh, Outer Worlds and any Fallout game, I beef up my persuasion. <laughs> like yeah. I beef it up my conversation skills. I, I go all the way to 100 because I love dialogue systems. That's yeah. why I love Outer Worlds is because there's a lot of dialogue systems and I do every single one of them. I interact with every single character, whereas you avoid talking at all costs. Exactly. You're just like skip, skip, skip. And then you like to go explore the world a little bit. Yeah. Like and like I said, in real life, I'm more of like a heart to heart. Like I like to have nice, long, impactful conversations Yeah. rather than small talk. I really hate small talk. I love small talk. I hate it. It makes me feel so awkward and I don't know what I'm saying and I tend to shut down the entire conversation. Yeah. Now, when I say I love small talk, if you ever eat, uh, meet me, or if you ever eat me, <laughs> if you ever get the chance to eat me, like, you know, ask me how my day is as, uh, you know, I die. But if you ever meet me in, in person, I love small talk, but I'm incredibly awkward. I'm yeah. super awkward. So I, when I met um, Wolf Den, when I met uh, Bob and Will Wolf, I, I, I wanted to interact with them and I wanted to talk about their YouTube channels and um how much, you know, how much I enjoy their content. I froze. And I was like, so um things. Play any good Nintendo Switch games? And I, I think I asked Will or Bob or both, like, so how's your Nintendo Switch going? And I was like, ah. So I love small talk, but I'm super awkward. Yeah. But that's actually interesting that you say that because it, it, it goes into back to what your definition of yeah. fun is. And I think that's why I love the outer worlds. And I, 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 I am, I was looking forward to death stranding. I've talked about it on this podcast forever. Here's the thing. I didn't pre-order death stranding. I'm not ordering it anytime soon because I want to play more Outer Worlds. I love Outer Worlds. I love it so, so much. So much. Because of the dialogue system. And the fact that all Death Stranding is, is going from point A to point B, it's like, I'd rather play Outer Worlds. Yeah. So why spend $60 now when I can get it for 40 later? And I want to play it. Even the Star Wars game. Yeah. 
I just want to play Outer Worlds. That's all I want to play right now. It was really sad when I packed up his Xbox yesterday. Yeah, because I was like, but I want to play Outer Worlds. Like, but you're not going to have time in the next two days. I know. And that's the thing. I just want to play Outer Worlds. So by the time you're listening to this and, you know, you say like, oh, Adam, have you played Death Stranding? Uh, Probably not. Probably no. Yeah. I want to order it. I want to play it. I really do. But the fact that it's a long game and, you know, basically no dialogue systems from what I'm hearing... I'd rather spend my time playing Outer Worlds because I'm a conversationalist. But yeah. you are definitely an explorer. Like, let's let's like see what's out in the world. Let's do yeah. some action. Not a fan of cutscenes. But that goes into your ideal birthday. You yeah. like to go experience things. Yeah. I like to just isolate myself and just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, which is why I wanted to do this podcast. Like even even when I'm playing a game and I want to explore something, you're like. Like you need to get out of there. You need to do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. One sec. Yeah, like one I'm just like, sec. no, I want to explore this one place. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like um, when we played Captain, when I played Captain Spirit, mm-hmm. you're just like, you might want to go out there, and I'm just like, no, I'm gonna explore his bedroom. Yeah. And you're like, you want to go out there? I said, no, shut up. I'm exploring his bedroom. I might not get a chance again. Because I was <laughs> focusing on the conversation pieces. Yeah. Uh, because I was telling her to go outside of the bedroom, because the father will say like. Get out here now. And it's part of the conversation system where if you don't go out in time, the conversation changes. So like I'm here anxious, like, but the dialogue system. No. Well, there we got two different games at least. Yeah. And that's the thing is that like um, I very much enjoy it, uh, but you don't like I'm very much like dialogue systems, but you don't. And that goes into uh, my next point. Uh, Second to the last point is that we as players we as game players need to accept that if we don't think it's fun if we don't think it's fun that doesn't mean another person doesn't find it fun or another person does you know Mm -hmm. like if we don't find it fun that means another person finds it fun and vice versa just because i think a game is fun doesn't mean you think it's fun yeah i fully accept that there's people out there that played outer worlds and they said not a fan of it. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be a game for me. Yeah. I want to play it, but... It's not my game. No, thank you. Yeah. It's dialogue heavy. There is combat in it. There's exploration. But the way I play Outer Worlds is very, very dialogue heavy. Yeah. Um, I still think you should play Goose Game. I know, dude. Because that's objectively fun. I know, dude. Very objective. I gotcha. But that's just it. And I think that's why you like Breath of the Wild so much, because it's... I just walk around and I do my thing. I really don't even like talking to the guy mm-hmm. that sends me on missions. I was like, all right, I get it. You need me to go collect things. Bye. Yeah. And he just keeps talking. But I think we as video game enthusiasts, mm-hmm. right? I think we just need to accept that, like, listen, some people will enjoy this kind of fun. Like with Death Stranding, I just want to focus on Outer Worlds. And I have been talking about Death Stranding all throughout this podcast. Like well, since, that was the inspiration for this talk, so. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that, like, I do want to play Death Stranding, but my fun is in Outer Worlds, mm-hmm. and I just want to experience that. If you hear all these reviews about Death Stranding, and you think, that's my type, kind of game, go for it. If you played Outer Worlds and you said, it's not really my type of game, you're my enemy, but I still love you. But, no, like, all, all seriousness, like... It, that's that's not you. Mm-hmm. You're not an Outer Worlds person. If you played, man, if you played Untitled Goose Game and said it's not fun, I I honestly don't know what to think. But 
Because it's something. I don't think he can be friends with you. I don't think so. I, I judge you if as a person. If I say I don't like it, he might divorce me. Well, let's not go too strong. I would just make you sleep on the couch. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's okay, fine. Cute. I'll sleep on the couch. There you go. <laughs> but that's just is that like people have different tastes. People have different perspectives. People have, you know, like I'm an only child and that's why I isolate myself. You're not an only child. You like to experience, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's just is that like different life experiences, different perspectives means different uh, sorts of definitions of fun. And overall, you know, going to my last point, overall, I think video games are such a broad medium, a broad entertainment medium. And the fun factor in games is just as broad as the medium. You know, you can't just say, oh, I like video games. Mm -hmm. Um, I like video games. Okay, cool. I like video games, too. There's so much more to that factor to say that. You know, you just like video games. Some people enjoy Fortnite that like that's their thing. And if I were to introduce that same person to, um, let's say, a game like Fallout, you know, that might not be the best fit. You know, there's still gunplay and combat, but they're used to a competition. Right. And that's just is that like it's such a broad entertainment medium. You can't just boil it down to this is what fun in a video game is. But I would like to argue that fun in a video game means that it has to have interaction it must have gameplay it must be like i interact with the world in this way otherwise like you said it's just a 60 dollar movie yeah yeah um but any other thoughts um i mean not really i think we kind of covered all that it's you know a fun video game depends on who you are and what you consider fun and i think we kind of gave great examples Mm -hmm. of that yeah Um, but yeah yeah what would you say is your favorite video game so far aside from life is strange oh man yeah um i can't even remember all the games i played i would have to say um either what's it called you can say sims it's not sims oh good I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Sims is pretty good, but it can be repetitive. Yeah. Because um, I like games like Oxenfree, yeah. Fallout 3. What's the name of the one behind me? <laughs> Until Dawn. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. Until Dawn. Um, either Until Dawn or Heavy Rain, I would say. Yeah, because it's very dialogue heavy. You control the choices. You control yeah. the fate of everything. And yeah. It's I think up that's... to me. Exactly. And I think that's why. And yeah. And like I said, my some of my favorite games are Fallout Three, Oxen Free, Outer Worlds is because the dialogue system and I like to interact and um I I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I can play Call of Duty every now and again. Also, I'm I'm a shameful NBA two K person. Oh my gosh, you can play that for hours. It's very upsetting to me. <laughs> but that's just it. I love a good dialogue heavy RPG game. Mm-hmm. Oxenfree doesn't have that RPG element, but it has a dialogue system that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. After Party also did. I didn't enjoy it as much as Oxenfree, but it's I still enjoyed my time because of the dialogue system and uh, the gameplay involved with that. But I think this kind of wraps up our discussion here. So yeah. uh, any other closing thoughts? Nope. Cool. All right. So as I said before. We're going to work on getting you guests. Uh, first, we need to focus on 
you know, moving and getting our new place set up. Uh, setting up the new studio. Yeah, we're setting up a new studio within the new place we're living in. It won't be a permanent place, so we're going to have to move again some point. Um, which is, At least not for a year, though. So yeah. That'll it, be nice. That's the thing. It's nice to have a year-long lease so that we can just focus on going back to our home state. You know, we're actually in the state now. We're not even just in state. We are literally in the town we love. Yeah. We're so. not going to tell you what it is. No. Because we don't want any stalkers. Sorry. We don't trust you. <laughs> but <laughs> I trust most of you. Not all of you. But uh, so we are going to work on getting you more guests for this show. We want to make this show as great as as possible, which is why we invested in these new microphones uh, to make it just that more crisp and full. Uh and that's why with the last midweek speak, uh, we did it in front of a green screen. We want to make these production values as valuable to your subscription feed as possible. We don't want you to just subscribe just because like, oh, they seem like friendly people. We want you to subscribe because you enjoy the contents. Mm-hmm. And with that content, I can see that you enjoy that when we have guests. And that's great. And I, like I said, I do have... Uh, guests book up. I'm not going to tell you what uh, who they are because, you know, plans can fall through, but they're pretty special. And I wanted to bring their conversations into the piece. A um, couple of people that probably won't fall through is um, Brian McGinnis of Playable Characters Podcast. Um, he actually interacted with me like, can I come on? And I was like, that's rude. No, it's kidding. Brian, <laughs> I love you. Uh, of course, uh, co-op the podcast. Uh, we've had We've had all the GameCast squad on except for playable and co-op, so I want to bring them on for sure. Um, definitely uh, Game Till Five. Uh, we we've already talked already, so those are those are three guests that definitely won't fall through. But some other guests, I don't want to say, and I want to promise just in case anything happens. Um, but I do want to work on all of our content, including this podcast, including the videos and all the production. Liz is doing everything she can to make the editing as like watcher friendly as possible so but again all this being said if you enjoy our content if you enjoyed this podcast and this podcast is all about video game discussions you know we want to make you like a joe rogan experience but with video games um if you enjoy that if you enjoyed uh listening to this podcast do us a favor Subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Also, liking the video helps us out and also sharing the video because the way we can uh, interact with other people is if share it, say like, hey, we found this new podcast. It's called Games and Groceries. You should check it out. Definitely share this video or share uh, if you're listening to us on audio, share with a friend. Let them know that we exist because, you know, YouTube does a good job, but the best job is when, you know, word of mouth goes around. So uh, definitely do us the favor there. And if you're listening to us on audio versions, definitely consider leaving us a review, an honest star rating. I can ask you for a five-star rating, but I want you to leave an honest uh, Mm -hmm. star rating, an honest review. And also, you know, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, so that if we have any other announcements, um, we can tell you through Twitter and Instagram. Because we're not at the platform yet on YouTube to put on those little community things on your feed. So any interaction we can have is on Twitter. So we're on Twitter at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually and you can also be friends with us there and interact with us there uh, individually instead of just, I run the Games and Groceries 
Twitter. So, so you're basically just talking to him. You're basically just talking to me. So really just Please follow her. Please talk to me. <laughs> so really follow at Journey First. Um, and then Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And there we are. But you can also check out our website. I would love to be in place again where I can write at least one article per month. It's been crazy. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Yeah. The reason why I didn't write articles in the summertime is because summer and youth ministry is crazy. But then then I quit my job and now like moving process is, was a lot crazier. But I want to be in a place again where I can give you a short article, you know, some more content on top of our YouTube videos uh, to read. You know, a little interesting tidbit that's, you know, I'm thinking about that Liz doesn't have a lot to say about. But, you know, I have some things to write. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with all that said and done with this whole plea case, but I've been just thinking about it lately that this is what we want to do. We want to be entertainers. We want to be content creators. And that's why we're not begging for subscriptions. We're not saying that like, we deserve your subscription. We're working and investing and making sure that when you subscribe to games and groceries, you get quality Mm -hmm. as much quality as we can afford. But you know, the more subscribers we get, the more quality we can afford. But every single uh, subscriber, you count, right? I said in the beginning, this is my last point. I said in the beginning, like, I'm calling Comcast today. And if I told them I'm a content creator, like, oh, 41. Every single one of you matters to me and Liz and Floki. Um, but that's just this. Like, I want to let you know that you subscribe to the channel. You know, mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yes. So... With all that said and done, I got things to go do. Yeah, I'm on a soapbox right now, so um, eh, it's not really soapbox. Whatever. I I I gotta call Comcast. Yeah. And get things done. We're moving tomorrow. Yep. That's why we're recording this early. So apologies if a big news story broke out and we didn't cover it. Yeah, but we have to record this early. Yeah. So. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and uh, we hope you have a great week. Please follow us on Twitters and Instagrams because we love to interact with all of you. So with all that said and done, we hope you have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace. Bye.